Today on Gamerhead Radio, it's that time of year the uh, gaming industry is doing their spring cleaning, unfortunately. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. My name is Charlie Technotronic Hornworthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I'm Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Just go here, <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be uh, it's, it's, well, it's it's con month, and uh, yeah. So uh, with Winnie City Pony Con coming up, um, I am busy as all get out, and uh, I know these uh, other two gentlemen are also busy with their various things. So it's gonna be a power hour show. <laughs> yes, of, it is uh, of Gamerhead yes, Radio. Yes, it is. We're week. gonna throw a lot of information at you very quickly. It's not gonna feel any different to you uh, than it ever does. We're still gonna we're, use lube. It's okay. That's yes. right. Oh, yep. God, well, God, goat's words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> What has this con done to you? I know already. <laughs> um, <laughs> the scariest part, whatever is, it is, that sleep deprivation. Does. All three of us are going to be working at this yeah. con at some point. And we're going to catch up to know. Charlie, so it's going to be a whole uh, bunch of these shit shows. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I, I, I've said this before, but I mean, like, just to really reemphasize how I, 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 I basically have gotten every single person who I'm friends with to like work at the, for this con in some capacity. So it's I'm I'm just excited for the party that is to come. The payoff is going to be worth it. Yes, we're all we're all going to hate each other for a couple weeks. Yeah. No, no, I'll be ready to get back in here and get the old snuggle puddle going back up again. By by the week following, it's going to be good. Speaking right. of snuggling, Charlie, what's coming out? Well, while, while you guys are grabbing your footy jammies, uh, so on March fifteenth, we've got EA Sports UFC two coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Need for Speed. One of them, apparently, uh, the newest iteration, I guess, is getting a release on Windows. Salt and Sanctuary on the PS4. It's a cooking game, I'm assuming. Uh, Sheltered on Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. On the 16th, we're getting Dungeon of the Endless on Xbox One. And Shantae and the Pirate's Curse on Xbox One. That is a game series that has gone on far longer than I ever expected it to. I don't no idea what the fuck that is. This is like the eighth game. This uh, there, there have been a lot of Shantae games. So it was it, to it fire was, their marketing department. It, well, oh, well, yeah, that's true. You know, there, there, I think it was originally like a game. Boy or Game Boy Advance game is where it started. It was like it's like super like you know in that era. Um, I think maybe I'm making that up, but that that feels <laughs> that, that feels right to me. Um, uh, on the 18th, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Rio uh, 2016 Olympic Games is coming out on the 3DS. Clearly, obviously, the most important Nintendo game coming out that day. That there is the sound of nobody caring because that same day. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Pokemon tournament comes out for the week there's the big one yes that's what i was waiting for and uh on the 21st uh so monday before uh you know usually we go tuesday to tuesday so on the, on the monday after uh hyperdimension neptunia hi, uh, hyper uh, words syllables hyperdimension neptunia u action unleashed it's coming out for windows mm. who's getting poking I don't have. Oh, I don't that's have, terrible! Oh my god! I don't. Terrible. I don't have the words to respond to that. I. It's. I was I not prepared. That. That's that's Good. two for two. That you was were, that, that wasn't even intentional. You were one yeah. A from really being bad. Yeah. I could have said like, "Who's getting I, a poking?" I, I mean, well, I know. <laughs> I'd love to, but I don't have the hardware yet. It is on the list of things to uh, yeah, acquire. Um, I'm. I'm intrigued I'll probably pick by up, it though. Uh, I presume I, I I'm not aware of one, but I presume that there's like a, a a skinned special edition Wii bundle coming out with this thing. I don't know. Is I don't there think not? So. No, I, mean, I don't think there they're is. They're just kind of thrown it out. They're kind of like 
They're kind of downplaying this a little bit. They're not. They're not. I think they're waiting to see what happens <laughs> with this. I don't. I don't know if they. Know, yeah, I think this is like know. they're gonna put a, put the test waters out. If it sells good, then like two weeks, three weeks from now, then it'll be a bundle. Well, in the world of Pokemon, this is a really weird left, like out of left corner. No, really, we like, had Poké Stadium. Yeah, but this is different. This is this is a Pokemon fighting game built on the Tekken engine. Like how it's strange. Everybody so bought Final Fantasy Desaria or wherever I was. Dissidia? No, Dissidia. yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, equally as weird, <laughs> but yeah, this is odd. Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like there is a bundle in Japan, but it's not. It's there's nothing special about the system. It's just black. Um, <laughs> then it comes to the game. Yeah, uh, as far as I can tell, I'm just looking through pictures mm. here. I'm not reading details, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'll play it because fighting games, you know. Yeah, that's a fighting game. I'll actually throw down on. Weird missed opportunity to me though. I feel like I feel like this is. I good. think John's onto something here. Where they're gonna yeah. ch- they're gonna throw it out there because it's a weird left field game, and go. Eh. And if it sells really good, they'll be like, "Oh, here you go. Here's a special edition." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think that would piss off all the people that bought it though? Mm. I don't think Nintendo. Because really... no, I mean, I think they're waiting to put it out to see whether or not it's there's going to be any future investment. This may be the one and only you know Pokemon tournament. If people don't buy this, because I think a lot of people kind of feel like, why would I go buy a Pokemon tournament if I could just go play Smash, which has a shitload of fucking Pokemon characters in it, anyways, and that's got a built-in arena of people that play it, and it's a tested element, and I don't have to relearn some new stuff. Like, like that's the thing. Fighting games is like it can, it can kind of confuse people. Like if you're not. If you're not down to learn a game yeah. system, fighting system, then you just won't play it. And you know, yeah. you just made me realize when you said that too, there wasn't the special edition Smash bundle. So yeah. I guess, I guess mm. this isn't that surprising. Mm. If they weren't going to do it for Smash, they're not going to do it no, for Maybe Pokemon. if it were an Xbox yeah. or a PS4 game, yes. But Nintendo, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Mario was the only one that gets special edition, special skin stuff these days, it seems. Yeah. Or Zelda. Maybe. Or Pokemon. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Or what's that? No Pokemon, because they do the, the red and blue ah. 3DS just came out. Oh, right, right. Well, yeah, well, they do a lot more special editions on the handhelds, it seems like, than that. Yeah, it seems yeah. like every big game that comes out on 3DS, you can get a skinned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yoshi, and yeah. Yeah, everything. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, John, what did you play this last week? Um, I'm going to make this very easy for everybody. I played Metal Gear. Um, I also started, uh, you know, uh, Danny Meckler, if you're still listening, I, I started the copy of the Talos Principle that you bought me because my PC is working again, Woo-hoo. so you will be hearing a lot more about games on steam back for me again you got your windows 10 upgrade finally Uh, it's not that i had i had to put some parts into the computer that i have because it uh, just was no longer sufficient to run Ah. really anything i got it upgraded put a new power supply in it yada 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 um and it is where i need it to be so it's running just about everything now so yeah i started talos principle very early in um intriguing kind of really strange puzzle game i think it's going to get weirder before it gets less weird um and i'm looking forward to playing that i think i'm going to stick with that besides Metal Gear. Um, and uh, I borrowed Charlie's Gear VR unit uh, for something completely unrelated to our show and uh, ended up binging on it all week. Um, but I'm not really going to talk much about what I did with that because um, you know, when I get my own Gear VR unit, uh, maybe we will do a roundtable discussion between the three of us and uh, throw some opinions out there. But uh, you did want to talk about one of those games, Charlie. I did. Um and uh, yeah, so just just from the little that you told us about it, I'm fascinated. So, um, so it's a game called Alt Space VR, and it is one of a couple of quote social VR experiences on uh, the Oculus Store. You you almost have this like floating avatar that kind of looks like Wally's girlfriend, Evie, <laughs> um, and you can customize the avatar once you register an account in the game. It's free. 
Um, you get in there, and there are different lobbies you can load into, and you can play like mini games with people. Like there was a like literally a round table. 3D version of kind of like Flappy Bird, a knockoff of Flappy Bird. You can oh. play with people. It's really odd. Um, and so I get in there and I'm playing with this fella from England. And he's I was, he's like, oh hello. And I was just like, hey man, how's it going? And um, he's just like, very well. Uh, how are you? And I was like, good. This is my first time doing this. It's fucking strange. Right? <laughs> um, and he's like, isn't it though? I was like, is your first time? He goes, no, no. I hang out in here all the time. And I was like, right on, cool. <laughs> and then I noticed he had hands. There's a couple people had hands and most everyone didn't. And oh. I was like, you've got hands. And he was just like, I do, I do. He's like, I'm playing on the, you know, the Rift. So apparently it's cross-platform <coughs> with, with uh, the PC and Rift players. So I said, come here, come here, get in my face really quick. I said, put your hands in my face. I said, do some stuff. He's like, well, what do you want? I said, uh, thumbs up, thumbs up. He gives me the thumbs up. And it is good. I said, okay, gives me the Okay. Uh, I said, shoot me the bird. He was just like, which one do you want? The American bird or the English bird? I was like, there's a difference. He goes, I'll give you one of each. He goes, eh, yep, yep, and eh, yep. you know? And I was just like, good, good. Uh, I said, anything else? And he was just like, no. He says, you know, just, you know, you can move your fingers in your face. And it looked really fucking good. Like it was, the, the tracking of his hands was impressive. Um, so much more expressive than just being a floating body with no arms. So so, hang on. So th- I was not aware of this. So the 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 you know the the actual production version of the Oculus Rift does come with a camera. I thought that was only the track the headspace, but that tracks your hand movements without anything on your no, hands. No, he has prototypes of the hand controllers. He was a developer of some sort. Oh, okay. Um, but how, do, how how does the finger dexterity work? Are you, are you pressing buttons? There are, so you're not actually well, moving your fingers. You're actually to move moving your, your hands because the controllers. No, I got that. Yeah, but. Like when he's making the OK motion, he's like his physical person is not putting up the OK symbol. He's pressing a button to make the OK symbol, right? No, he's making the OK symbol with his hands. And it knows himself. where its finger is? Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, it tracks his finger movement in like real time. It was very, very like fluid. I'm, I'm, I'm. Wow. You'll see okay. it. You'll see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll see it. Now that you know it's in there, I'm sure you're going to be like, let's make some time for this. Yeah. Burnt out on ponies. Got to do this. <laughs> you uh, wander around alt space going, uh, British guy with yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. British anybody, guy hands. anybody here from Sussex? <laughs> and, uh, with hands. Yeah. And then he started telling me, kind of explaining to me how the system worked. And there are people walking around everywhere. And everyone's, and it's got proximity voice chat, too. You use, you have to have headphones in, and it uses the uh, microphone on your phone to. To talk, and oh. you have to have your headphones in, and the closer you get someone, the louder they get. You know, and sometimes people just kind of walk in front of your face, and they're like, hello! And you're like, you're in my virtual space bubble, sir. <laughs> step away. Um, it was interesting. They started teaching me how the game worked just in enough time for my phone to madly overheat because there was so much going on, and it to go, danger, Will Robinson, shut this shit off. And, uh, and so I did, and I did not get any more time to go back into it. And I'm sad that I didn't. So I will be tinkering with that when I get it. I, I think it would be great to do a, uh, once I get my headset to do a gamer head alt VR meetup and, uh, play with that together. As far as you know, do you know whether or not like we could make sure that we're in the same room? Yeah, or? because okay. you can, it shows you a list of rooms that are okay. available and you can just pick the same one as long as it's not too heavily populated okay, or whatever. Cool. So, so they have a cap, but as long as it's not, I assume they do, okay. but I didn't see a number. So okay. it's cool, man. It's really neat. seems like a possibility for all kinds of weird. It had that same feeling when the first time you ever played in online with a game and you were like, this is the genesis of something new. And, oh, yeah. you know, or like the first time you played games like online, like rudimentary games, um, like Yahoo games or something. The first time you played some of that, like you got online, you were like, I'm playing games with people. This is strange. Or even the first time you got into like a chat room. I'm dating all of us, but you know, like 
it you just felt like you're on the genesis of something is coming you know right so um it was really really cool man um that's the only thing i'm going to talk about for now uh, and i'll save the rest of my opinions and and uh, experiences uh, for when I get my unit, which will not be that far down the pipeline, honestly. Um, a goat, what did you play? Uh, it was a quick week for me. Uh, Diablo, because it's easy, and I can pop in and out of it, and I scratched the surface of that uh, Sherlock Holmes Crime and Punishment game. Tell me about it. Uh, it's it's your kind of game, Charlie. It's yeah? super story-driven. It's more like okay. a point-and-click murder mystery kind of thing. Um, obviously in the Sherlock Holmes world and all sure. that, but it's, it's all like attention to detail and all this and you got to piece everything together yeah. and, and go through it and it's, it's really phenomenal. Yeah. But I mean, you, you, it's one of those games. It's you get, slower though. You got to be fully awake to play it. Yeah. Cause you yeah. got it like all circuits have to be fired. Yeah, it's not a midnight kind of game. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll be dopey and fall asleep. Yeah. But it's good. Okay. So, but yeah, so far so good. I mean, like I said, just scratch the surface. Um, everything seems on point. So. Uh, Charlie, what'd you play? Uh, I played a uh, Con Simulator 2016. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did they improve anything from the 2015 version? No, it's harder. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I hate when they up the difficulty and don't tell you about the patch. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, yeah, apparently, when you're starting a con from scratch without uh-huh. like all the existing backbone and like the framework of everything, yeah. art assets, like the, the, the freaking website, which is where my head has been for the last week. Um, yeah, there's more to do. Turns out, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoot me, um, but no, that's <laughs> it. I, I literally, I, I'm sorry, I did not play a thing all week, um, except for except for Photoshop. Yeah, have a funny feeling. It's gonna be and WordPress you're, you're, simulator. Yeah, for probably about the next three weeks, that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> I think. Well, game no, I'm I'm under deadlines right now because we've got to like send stuff out to print, like banners and signs and the con books and the badges. Like, uh, so uh. the actual like week and a half, two weeks. So I mean, like, so really, hopefully after next week, I should be much better because all that deadliney stuff that's got to like go off to have printed and everything yeah, yeah. Will, will be behind me, mm. and that's that's the bulk of everything I have to worry about right now. So mm. right now I've just got deadlines staring me in the face, and so I'm just dealing with that. But um, yeah, but uh, no, uh, I, I, play, I played nothing. Um, but uh, but that's okay because uh, we've got some new stories, so we're gonna move on to those. Yes, we do right now. Speaking of ancient games that uh, nobody plays anymore, uh, coming in at number five this week, Yahoo announces plans to kill off games, live text boss, and more regional sites. Yahoo announced earlier this week in its quarter one 2016 progress report highlighting the closure of several products and regional sites. As shared in its last earnings call, the company wants to focus on just seven core consumer products, mail, search, Tumblr, news, sports, finance, and lifestyle. What the fuck does this have to do with games, you might ask? <laughs> First off, the company is shutting down its Yahoo game site. And a lot of people out there right now are going, Yahoo has a game site? When they... Yahoo launched their game site in 1998. But just a few minutes ago, on this very program, I mentioned playing social games on, like, Yahoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Yahoo Pool and Yahoo Chess, which sounds ridiculous now. Hey, I was fucking awesome at Yahoo Pool. <laughs> it was one of those things where you were just like, I'm playing with a stranger online. <laughs> the future is now. Um, and then fast forward some, you know, 17 years to Altspace VR kids and there's the youngins who have no idea what we're talking about this is where the trolling started 
That's true. This is where the trolling yeah. started. Hardcore. Imagine playing a game as boring and flat looking as Solitaire online with other people. Something of that caliber. Now, the reason this made it into the top five for the news this week is because while it may not seem important at all today, that was some of the first online, quote, gaming a lot of people ever did. People who were non-PC gamers or non-console gamers. Consoles didn't really do online gaming at that time. You had to kind of play online a little bit, you know. And granted, other more interesting games existed during that time, but not many. You're talking like Ultima online and the very first beginnings of Ever- everquest and like the beginning of like online gaming it was really really kind of a new thing so um you know the, starting march 14th uh which the episode will be out by the time that this is uh this has taken place starting march 14th 2016 users will no longer be able to make in-game purchases on the yahoo game site yahoo says it has reached out to game publishers and asked them to develop a transition plan for players who have made in-game purchases um, is it really that sad? I mean, no, no, I don't know. No one's going to really shed a tear over it, but I, I thought back to my experiences playing, uh, online games and Yahoo's weird little like chat game hybrids and, uh, well, kind of the end of an era. My, the, 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 the grand extents of, uh, my experience with Yahoo games and things like that was, um, Having, having dealing with tech support issues with people like coming to me and saying like I can't get on Yahoo Games. I never played it myself, but I helped fix other people's computers that could not play Yahoo Games because of stupid reasons. But yes, <laughs> that's a that that is that that is that is as relevant as I can get on this particular topic because yes. uh, I, yes. I never did it on my own. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, I used to do uh, like do homework and stuff like that, and a bunch of my friends we'd have uh, we'd play each other in chess. And it was like almost uh, like the the internet version of uh, mail chess, where you mail oh, sure. your moves back and forth. Because yep. like it'd be like, oh, make a move, and like an hour later, like, oh, hey, they moved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this makes us sound like like we're fucking eighty years old. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm ninety six. It's, uh, it's it, oh my god, <laughs> ripe old age, literally ripe. <laughs> Oh, no, go. We're not talking about IQs here. Oh. I'm a strong three. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you pull the rug out of somebody, uh, somebody trying to fucking grief you right there. That's how you do it. That's true. It's good stuff. Oh, I can't. I can do no better than that. So we'll move on to number four. Um, Sad. Like, I'm just, it's mostly sad shit this week, really. Um, Lionhead Studios is going away. And much to the sad sadness of everybody, most surprise to a lot of people. Very too. much a surprise. Um, you know, they were in the process of working on Fable Legends, which we've talked about on the show. Go, you know, you were anticipating. We talked about playing together at some point. Yeah. If I've been playing it, it off and on through the beta and all that. Well, hope you had fun, buddy, because it's so, never happening. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm still under NDA at this point. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I, would I mean, I don't think they're going to pursue any NDA violations <laughs> at this point. Um, so uh, uh, yeah. we can pull the rug out on that one of these days. <laughs> well, there is somewhat of a happy ending to this story, though, because Sony is going to be holding a recruitment fair for the people at Lionhead who lost their jobs, which is kind of rad and kind of smart on Sony's behalf. Yeah, I'm never worried about like something like this, like with Lionhead, or the big company, everybody else. Yeah. People are going to be like, "You worked on what? Uh, you start Tuesday." Yeah. <laughs> Do uh, does any of you find it odd that it's Sony? 
offering line had these positions? Weren't they pretty yes. much an exclusive Microsoft developer? Yeah, that's true. I think they were. They did what? develop it. Line? Line had yeah. mostly. I mean, they did some. I mean, like the Fables were only on Xbox. No, I, they I did can't. some PC release too. Well, stuff too, yeah. still, that's more Microsoft-y but, um, than Sony. Oh, no, that, yeah. Lionhead's a subsidiary of Microsoft Studios. That's what I thought. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But so, they're, they're going away to the point where, like, I think it, it behooves Sony to snack, snatch them up because. This is good talent that has a good reputation. That no, I know. Wasn't, that's the thing know. that's weird. Microsoft has other game studios. There's other places where Microsoft could put these people. Why, that's true. Why aren't they doing... That's um, the thing to me that I find to be most curious about this. Maybe there's a taint there. Maybe it's bad blood. Uh, maybe. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but yeah, the I mean, it seems like Lionhead was hedging all of their bets on the success of Fable Legends. And for them to pull the plug when it's, the beta has been out for... God, like at least half a year at this point, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, 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 six months. Yeah. So, for them to pull the plug at this point says to me the beta was not going well. Either people weren't enjoying the game or something. So, so goat, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the green flag to talk about it. So. I, okay. So it looked good. The problem is personally for me, it wasn't going quickly. Like. You're they, saying like the development speed? Yeah, the, okay. you know, like with betas, they're like, okay, you know, you try this. Okay, well, you know, bam, we got a whole bunch of new shit. Try this, right? Mm-hmm. And usually it was like, well, it's the same shit. Now you get uh, gold. Like, okay, great. And, you know, and then like it was like, oh, now you get a character two months later. I'm like, it it wasn't like the normal speed of a beta to, to run this kind okay. of stuff. They weren't doing a lot of testing. They weren't doing... Uh, it, it was a lot of like nothing. It was really weird hmm, how it was working. So, I don't know, maybe they just didn't have the... Maybe maybe, maybe that's it, because... I think they bit off more than they can chew. Yeah, so, so what I'm thinking is that the team... Here's, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm putting together from the fact that Microsoft is choosing, apparently, not to be, keep these people in-house. And from everything Goat you just said, apparently these people were just... Like, I mean, obviously I'm speaking broadly about people that I don't mm-hmm. know, but it seems like maybe this team just wasn't up to snuff for this project yeah and um you know they weren't they, they weren't doing good work is maybe what it sounds like i don't to know lend another perspective though um uh, let's be let's be fair let's be honest the the fable name has a better reputation than the last couple of games that that name was attached to turned out to be well fable 3 was not good it was not a good game. I enjoyed it. I actually I, liked I had it more fun than two. Playing it. Did you really? Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed two it. It was a much better game. I just felt like the um, ending of two still leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. it's a strange ending, but I th- I felt like the experience from op- from beginning to end was better in the second one than the third one. And the first one was the one that laid the groundwork. But but all of the other like weird little things that Fables had out. Uh, that he- he- Heroes was a nightmare. Um, was that the Connect one? No, that was no. that little uh, group. Like the four players and oh smash and right, beat up. it was just like an arcade game, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was trash. Uh, Journey, Fable Journey, is the one that was on Connect that was beyond a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There, there's been some some diminishment, some tarnish there. Yeah, and I yeah, wonder if it true. had something to do with that. I wonder if if it's just maybe the maybe the game there was not a a particular level of quality people remember from Fable there that just wasn't there anymore. So third perspective, as one who's played the beta, it looked good, and it had potential. I think, honestly, they were like, we're going to do Fable, we're going to do an MMO, and they got into it and went, holy 
fuck, there's a lot to do in an MMO. <laughs> and there's a lot of money involved. In, oh, no, 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 no. This is all sounding terribly familiar. Yes, I'm going to help in making a pony con and oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this before. It just sounds yeah, so yeah. familiar. Um, valid. <laughs> but, I mean, after six months, you're cutting these checks and you're like, we should have had Fable 4 by now. Like... <laughs> Why I mean, are you guys still a beta? <laughs> that's the thing is, is I mean, like the question remains to be seen. What what's if Lionhead is closing? What becomes of if, of Lionhead's IPs? Because Peter Molyneux is, you know, very very widely and well known as somebody who's who's been in kind of one of those auteurs of gaming, I guess you could say, yeah. whose reputation is just as tarnished as his game series yeah. because he never delivers on time and yeah. delivers half the promises he makes most of the time. But still, there's some. You know, there's a pedigree there. What what comes of the IPs like Fable that they own? Are those going to be... Do they just go away? Or do they get sold? No, they come out in uh, Platinum Hits. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, but that's maybe that's no, I think it they're done. I think they'll just poof, go into the... the, uh, the, the, the remember this game series? I'm okay with it. You know why? Because I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that maybe some of the series that we've been seeing two, three, four, five, six iterations of, maybe it's time for some of those to go away and for us to miss them. You know, maybe it's just time. I'm okay with that answer. You know, uh, um, we'll see. Let's see if we get to a point where we miss some of these titles. Moving on to number three, more misery and sadness. Wildstar developer Carbine Studios lays off nearly half of its staff. NCSoft announced uh, earlier this week that it has reduced staff at Carbine Studios, the developer behind sci-fi massively multiplayer role-playing game Wildstar, which I played back in the day. I don't know if either of you guys did. You know, not MMO guys. Uh, this comes just six months after Wildstar switched from a subscription-based MMO to a free-to-play game, a change that Carbine hoped would, quote, drive millions of players into the game. The official word comes via a post on the Wildstar forums where NCSoft said the cuts are, quote, directly tied to Wildstar's evolution from a product in development to a live title to a cancellation of work to bring Wildstar to China and to the overall performance of Wildstar since its launch in 2014. Um, Post goes on to say that NCSoft remains committed to the game and will be delivering major content updates uh, and more community events in the coming weeks. Uh, However, reports that uh, the original publisher of this article, Polygon, received from sources close to the studio paint a much grimmer picture. While NCSoft's statement didn't provide exact numbers, we're told that more than 70 people have been let go from Carbine, as much as 40% of the studio's total workforce. Furthermore, sources tell them that uh, it was made clear to remaining employees that they should expect additional layoffs in the coming months. Another quote on the matter said, uh, Those remaining only have a couple months left before Wildstar coasts into the sunset, one source told us. All of the sources we spoke with asked to remain anonymous. Um, sounds like uh, a couple of the people who got the axe are uh, uh, not at all remiss in, in saying what's what. I remember when Wildstar was announced. I remember when it was coming to bear. People were very excited about it because it was supposed to be Space Warcraft. Like It, it kind of had a very similar animated look to it. It had some really neat and kind of fresh ideas for an MMO. The narrative was very interesting. Uh, and it was... Distract. It was a distraction. It was not anything more than that, though. I mean, it, the problem was is it was late to the party. Too little, too late. Um, so while I, I think it was a really well-made game, um, it wasn't It wasn't enough. I remember at the time, a bunch of my PC buddies were excited, and I looked at them and said, it's not really much happening here, guys. I don't see it. You know, This, this sounds like math. When you stop, <laughs> when you stop charging people to play your game, you can't pay people to support your game. Well, were they going to like? So how were they going to get in? Like, 
What was the plan? I'm sure it was microtransaction. Yeah. I never checked in with Wildstar after it tra- it changed over. Yeah. Um, but uh, this does not surprise me. But it is sad because I feel like I felt I feel like in a in like a quarter every year on this show we talk about probably five or six studios in a quarter that either get laid off or lose people to kind of illustrate to people listening at home just how. Um, volatile and turbulent the game development community is it is not an easy place to work and operate and function on any level of game development so best of luck to the the now ex-employees of carbine i hope those guys are able to land on their feet ladies and gentlemen both in a follow-up to our one of our stories last week moving in at number two this week phil spencer says pc gamers might not buy an xbox one but that's okay let's say you're talking to an individual who is a pc gamer fully They're exclusively a PC gamer. They love Steam. They have a sick rig. Why do I, if I'm that person, why do I buy an Xbox One? What's the reason for me to purchase an Xbox One? That's the question that was posed to the head of of Xbox, Phil Spencer, at a recent Microsoft event on the heels of his division's pivot towards bringing previously Xbox-exclusive games like Quantum Break and the Forza series to PC. Now, if you remember, we talked about this a little bit last week, uh, you know, where the, the head of Epic Games was a little bit concerned that maybe um, Microsoft was trying to find a way to put a, some sort of a vicious lock on the PC market, which is not at all what it appears. Um, after a 10-second pause to consider the question, Spencer answered, you might not, and I'm not trying to trick you into buying an Xbox One for what I'm doing. He continued, I was actually asked by somebody, did you do a Forza 6 Apex as a way of teasing the PC gamers with how good Forza is so they'll go buy an Xbox One? No, that's not the plan, he says. So they might not buy an Xbox One, Spencer said, and I want to be okay with that. And I want that to be okay, rather, excuse me. He quickly added that to him, there are still plenty of reasons PC gamers might want want an Xbox One, namely for the different gaming experiences consoles provide. I think there's something very unique about playing console games on my television, he said. Ten feet away with a controller in my hand, you and I sitting next to each other, uh, playing against each other or playing with each other that is different from playing on my PC gaming rig, sitting from two feet away from playing with my keyboard and mouse, even with a controller. Um, He went on to say that we're going to make the absolute best TV gaming console experience we possibly can, and if you decide that you want a PC gaming rig and and to have an Xbox One, the fact that Microsoft has a presence in both of those places is going to make your life easier and better. Um, do you do you think that this kind of further quells the concern that Microsoft is trying to find some weird way to corner the PC market? Or does this sound casual like he's just saying, yeah, I mean, it's, it's there too, but, you know, whatever, man. Different strokes. I don't know. Charlie's <laughs> thinking long and hard about yeah, that. Yeah, I... Or do you think he's just trying to play up the nice guy angle since he got called out last week? I mean, this definitely sounds like, you know, uh, sounds like, you know, he had some assistance from somebody in a PR department with coming up with this response. Um, As far as, but as far as, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I need to see more about how this, how this, uh, how the situation progresses before I'll have any, Mm. before I'll be able to say. Uh, What about you, Go? What do you think? (laughs) I mean, it's really whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Goat, for that rousing opinion <laughs> on the subject. But listeners, what do you think? We're uh, curious to know if, you, if any of you guys have any opinions on the matter. Please uh, let us know. In keeping with our theme of failures and cancellations this week, coming in at number one, EverQuest Next was canceled because, quote, it wasn't fun. <laughs> well, at least they had a good reason. <laughs> um, 
After remaining quiet about the status of EverQuest Next for an entire year, Daybreak has announced that the planned MMO has been canceled. Daybreak president Russ Shanks explained the reasoning behind the president in a post on the company's official website, saying, quote, I'm writing today to let you know that after much review and consideration, Daybreak is discontinuing development of EverQuest Next. When we decided to create the next chapter in the EverQuest journey, we didn't aim low. We set out to make something revolutionary. For those familiar with the internals of the game development, you know that the cancellations are reality we must face from time to time. Inherent to the creative process are dreaming big, pushing hard, and being brutally honest with you where, where you land. In the case of EverQuest Next, we accomplished incredible feats that astonished industry insiders, he explained. To clarify for everybody before I continue the story, part of what was exciting about NeverQuest X... Ever never quest X boy. Flip a ding ding. Actually, uh, that's a fitting title now. Never never yeah. quest. <laughs> Show title. Show title. Yeah. Um, the the thing that was so interesting about it is uh, because they did do a beta for this, and you can find it on the uh, line. The terrain was voxel based, and you could get in there to collect ore with a pickaxe and dig a hole. Man, you could you could alter the terrain on a permanent level. It was like Minecraft. In an MMO. Yeah, in that way, um, which was uncommon for an MMO. And it still had decidedly more cartoony graphics than a traditional EverQuest, because EverQuest always favored some level of realism, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, certainly more in-depth and graphically impressive than, uh, than something like Minecraft. So uh, you know the, the the worlds were sprawling, very large, and you could uh, you could alter the terrain in real time, which was kind of a big deal during the tech demos, as it showed. So that's what he's referring to when he says that they wowed people on the inside. Um, in the case of EverQuest Next, we accomplished incredible feats that astonished industry insiders. He explained, unfortunately, as we put together the pieces, we found that it wasn't fun. We know you have high standards when it comes to Norath, and we do too. In final review, we had to face the fact that EverQuest Next would not meet the expectations we, and all of you, have for the worlds of Norath. Um, they've been building this game for a little bit, uh, and then they did you know, what they called the Landmark Beta, um, which was nine ninety nine. You could buy the into the beta and kind of just play around in the sandbox world, and um, you know they collected data out of it and everything, but it ultimately... Uh, I guess just didn't wow people. But this is kind of an interesting thing because all of the, the news stories... Uh, it didn't wow people? It literally didn't wow people. Like, it didn't... Uh, I didn't, didn't intend for that to be the case, but that's fucking true, though. Um, it, it didn't. Uh, MMO humor. It did not win over the World of Warcraft people. <laughs> for those of you who are scratching your heads out there. And I'm the wow player between the three of us. I can't believe that went over my head. Um... No, but the, but there's there's kind of a theme, running theme this week with this kind of stuff. The age of the MMO is over. It's gone. World of Warcraft is not doing well. EverQuest, an EverQuest game has been canceled. And now a lot of people are saying this puts into question the future of whether or not that franchise will ever uh, bounce back or come back. It's not relevant anymore. They did say they're going to keep supporting the original EverQuest and EverQuest 2, which are both still going strong, according to them. That's uh, so weird. Isn't that strange? Yeah. Yeah. I know for a fact the original EverQuest does not have a high population anymore, but I almost feel like they're keeping it around for legacy purposes. Uh, it's a business. They would not be doing it if they weren't being profitable. Eh, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, unless, I mean, I pre- well, I guess they pres- I presume they're not still developing for it. Like, I'm sure they're not putting out content in patches, yes, right? Are. are you serious? Yeah. That game, <sighs> that game has uh, an obscene amount of content in it. And that game has... It's really weird because if you go to the starting zones, they look like absolute shit. And if you go to the new stuff, it's very modern looking. There's a really, dis- oh, really? large disparity 
in the quality of the game overall in spots. Char- Charlie, it's in the uh-huh. title, EverQuest. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently. False advertising there or not. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a kind of a signaling of the change of the times coming up here. There's just something in the air. You know, a lot of people are, are shifting towards other business models, yeah. you know. MOBA's the new hot MOBA, thing. MOBA and mobile gaming mm-hmm. have killed the MMO, I think. Yeah. The, uh, the end is nigh. And I'll be able to look back and tell people about what that whole thing was like at a time. And people just, there's a whole generation of people who aren't going to get it or understand it. Or think we were all crazy for sitting there grinding levels for hours and hours. So EverQuest only came out in 99? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it was older than that. No, nope. development started before then, of oh, course. Sure. I mean, it started 97, 98. So, I mean, it's, it's pedigree is older than the release, but the release was 99, yeah. I feel like I remember... Well, oh, okay. Anyways. But yeah, yeah. So, um... It, it, everything's everything's going away. Everything's changing. It's a weird landscape we're living in as gamers. Being if, replaced with virtual reality headsets, apparently. Ooh, God, <laughs> it just makes me so excited. Which I think will eventually lear, lead to the rebirth of MMOs it's once like, the VR catches up. It probably will, it's man. Gonna be, it's going to be a VR MMO, and yeah. people will never leave their houses. Oh, you and... think World of Warcraft was a problem before? <laughs> Wait till they port that shit to VR. Ain't nobody coming Wait out of Wait until you don't need to see how filthy you are. <laughs> Wait till you don't need to see your socks. Yes, it's true. (laughs) It doesn't matter if I smell bad. This armor looks fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And these Cheetos taste like hell. That's true. That's true. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for the news this week, guys. Hopefully next week I'll bring you something a little bit better than doom and gloom. And uh, so then the question becomes is uh, when virtual reality EverQuest comes out, will we be pre-ordering it? Let's talk about pre-orders. So the video gaming scene, community, whatever you want to call it, is is full of divisive conversations. PC versus console, Microsoft versus Sony, and you know just you know red versus blue. Ha ha ha. But ah, <laughs> um, red. Uh, you know I'm good with you there. Um, the uh, yet another hot button. Uh, divisive issue in video gaming is the subject of pre-ordering. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there are people who have some very strong opinions on whether or not one should pre-order a game for various reasons. Um, so, gentlemen, uh, John, what is your stance on... Uh, what was the last game that you pre-ordered? Let me ask you that first. The last game that I pre-ordered, put money down for in advance of its release was... Actually, I I don't know if I remember the answer to that question. It's been it's been that long. Really, I, I got off the pre order train pretty early. I don't want to say pretty early, but long enough ago that I I started to smell the winds of change blowing in my face. The quality of pre order bonuses became irrelevant when the quality of them went downhill for me. Okay, so I stopped ordering. So we'll come back to bonuses in a second. Yeah. Go, what was the last game that you pre-ordered? Uh, Rocket League. Uh, the uh, oh, I didn't realize that was now. Okay, so now why did you pre-order that? So I, mean, I didn't forget to buy it. Okay, <laughs> okay, so it was it was just um okay the digital got thing. It. And technically, it's pre-ordering. Oh, I remember what it was now. Hmm. Um, Bioshock. Uh, Bioshock Two actually was okay. the last thing that I pre-ordered. Okay, because the collector's edition for that was awesome. It came with like a vinyl record and some like black light sensitive posters and mm. the soundtracks and all this other art book, hardcover art book, full color art book, man. Anyway. Cool. That was it. 
What, go, what was the last physical game that you pre-ordered? Oh, God. <laughs> Skyward Sword. Oh, wow. That long? Okay. Yeah, because that was the Wiimote. Oh, sure. And right. And with the soundtrack. Okay. And, and okay. Um, uh, the last game that I pre-ordered was um, Twilight Princess HD. And, oh, uh, that. and uh, that was placed on the same order on Amazon.com with um, several more releases that um, many of which don't even have release dates. And um, so uh, in case it's not clear, I pre-order almost everything I plan to buy. Really? And the reason that I do that, it's A, uh, it, it's so, okay, so now now to the reasons. So, so my reasons for pre-ordering, because apparently I'm much more... Um, you know, uh, you know, for the idea than you guys seem to be, um, is that, um, the, uh, at least with Amazon, you know, this is now I, this is not, you know, this is just, this is a new thing, but it just is a further reason why I do it. But with Amazon prime now, um, and it seems like this is going to be a, a permanent uh, perk of being Prime because this is something that the Best Buy uh, Gamers Unlocked thing has been doing for a while, which, which we've talked about multiple times, is that when you pre-order games on Amazon now, um, if you're a Prime member, I believe you get um, 20% off, ah. and uh, which is the same percentage off that you get at Best Buy. Um, and, uh, you know, just like, you know, Best Buy was doing just fine with... Um, um, you know, with making, you know, every, every game that I pre-ordered through Best Buy, you know, showed up day and date, you know, I didn't have any shipping or delivery problems with them at all. And Amazon has been great as far as that goes too. Um, but, uh, with Best Buy, the, uh, they had, uh, like further perks that, um, that only apply to certain games. Um, but, uh, Amazon, they, they're letting you do this. Like this applies to every single game that they have. Like I say, even games that don't even have release dates. Like um like Final Fantasy fifteen and um uh, oh Kingdom Hearts three I have pre ordered wow. and um and uh, yeah and I don't get charged now you know, here's why I do it is because I don't get charged until the game actually ships yeah so me pre ordering it means nothing just except... locks in the twenty percent discount if exactly. it finishes and ships exactly exactly okay. and um were any pre order bonuses to come out they would be added to my order and everything and so I'm sure there are gonna, there are going to be pre order bonuses um for that but I mean. My my viewpoint on the matter is that there is when it comes to games that I have I know I'm going to buy, any way you look at it, there is no reason to not pre-order. The the everything else that's a part of the conversation when it comes to like bonuses and just all that other stuff is 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 extra. And the argument which a lot of people have, and we'll get into the negatives in a, in a bit, but just to just to bring it up now because it's relevant, um, the argument about how it's hurting the video game industry. Um, doesn't apply because I'm going to buy the game anyways. Like, so whether or not I, and I'm not going to get charged for it until it comes out. So whether or not I walk into a store and pay money for it on, on March 1st when it comes out versus pre-ordering it. And then I get charged for it and it gets shipped to me on March 1st when it comes out. It is no different. Mm. So that's my approach. And I can cancel my pre-order at any time. If the reviews come out and they say, oh, this game sucks, just cancel. Amazon's return policy is fantastic. Even if it, even if it has shipped and arrives in my hands, I don't open them all anything until I've, you know, uh, well, I mean, like I would open Mass Effect three, for example, without yeah. without looking in reviews. For sure. example, like certain certain things, I don't really care what the reviews say. But if it's something I'm even a little bit iffy on, like I'll make sure that that the general response to this game is positive before I break the seal and I'm stuck with it. Otherwise, I'll just send it back. See, if you have to pre-order, it sounds like you are representing the positive side to pre-ordering because, like anything else, there's usually a good side and a bad side to this stuff. The good side, in your case, being you are using the modern. Um, I guess the modern version of pre-ordering as it as it is kind of turning into, mm-hmm. which is 
no obligations. It's not it's not exploitative, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Unlike, you know, the part of the reason that there's so much negativity towards pre-ordering now is because, I mean... Thanks for calling GameStop where you can pre-order blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, I worked there. I know what it was. And yeah. I mean, like, we, we, there was a, there was a dry eraser board in the back office of those, those places when I worked there and they'd put everyone's name down and it became, it was like, you see those dry erase boards at the, the auto places, man. Like when you go to a car lot to buy a car and then you realize that they're in the middle of like a, a like a pressure pool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't sell, you get cut, man. Like they were, I mean, it's not that fucking serious, you know, for GameStop. But they yeah. took it very seriously. And if you didn't, there were two things. If you didn't pre-order games and you didn't sell power-up rewards, if you didn't sell, like, the silver-grade, like, premium subscription to Game Informer and their power-up card, you, 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 they sat down and gave you a coaching, quote, coaching, on how to better do your job, you know. And it was just, they would send, like, moles in there all the time to shop you all the time. Oh, happened. sure. Yeah. Um, so... You know, most people, when you say the word pre-ordering, that's what they think of. Sure. That, that, that sort of weird, dark period during GameStop's reign where they were um, lording over pre-orders and yeah. forcing them down people's throat. And I mean, I don't think anybody in the modern gaming age can, can argue that GameStop is, their time has come and gone. They're not irrelevant. They're not the relevant force they used to be in, in game sales. And I think some of that is because people don't pre-order like they used to. But they have reinvented themselves into, in my experience from working there, they're, they're not in the business of even pre-ordering. They're in the business of, of reselling yeah. games yeah, to people. Say, That's yeah. what it is. It's all, you know, using it. Well, I mean, GameStop, when, if they deliver it to your door like everybody else, Best Buy, Amazon, and all that, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Why would I drive to GameStop when I can get it for the same price and Amazon brings it to me? Yep. <laughs> it's just strange to see the history of pre-ordering go the way it's gone because, I mean, do you do you guys remember what a new and kind of exciting concept this was? Because early on, when you got pre-order reward bonuses, mm-hmm. you, they were good. They, they were almost, at that time, almost too good. <laughs> Yep. And and I remember there was that epidemic of people putting I'll put 5 bucks on the game and never come back and still get my fucking bonus and then they cuz they'd give it to you right when you paid for it on mm-hmm. the spot. And then everyone exploited that and then they were like you get the bonus when you get the game. You got to be here at midnight for the launch and then you yep. get your pre-order bonuses. And yep. then it turned into you get your pre-order bonuses and collectors editions came out after that. And then the collectors editions were amazing and then after a while it was cheap chintzy poorly painted shit. Uh and it just got worse and worse from yep. there. And now yeah. the pre-order bonuses are half digital, where they just yep. email you a code. Yeah, yeah. Here, you like, uh, you know, free downloadable map, mm-hmm. free, you know, yep. whatever it is now, which I, to me is kind of what ruined pre-order bonuses. Um, do you guys remember what the, the first pre-order experience or pre-order bonus you remember ever hearing about was? Oh, man. Um, what was it that made you go, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get sucked into pre-ordering. See, I can't. I can only remember a very few times where I ever pre-ordered in retail because my my you know, my outlook on games and whether or not I was going to buy them is pretty much the same as what I described earlier. And, you know, it's when when you have to put down a deposit and, um, you know, that, that changes the entire formula for me. Um, I mean, I, I pre-ordered, what was it? I pre-ordered um, uh, uh, f- uh, one of the Final Fantasies. Um, at uh, Hollywood Video, the, store, the the chain closed before the game came out. You know? Well, shit. And yeah, and so it's like, well, there's my 
five or ten bucks or whatever it was down the yeah. drain. Like I'm never seeing that again. Yeah. And um, you know, so that's and I mean that and that's why GameStop pushes pre-orders and reward cards as hard as they can, yeah. as hard as they can, because it's practically free money. Yeah, it is. You know, and you know, you're 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 either. You're, 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 the the person is either going to forget about the period or never come back. In which case, congratulations, you got free money for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to come back, and that's bringing the customer back into your store. It's a win win for them. Um, and uh, and the, you know the uh, you know the the membership plans and whatever, and especially like the warranties and stuff like that's an entirely other conversation. I mean, like it's it's all it's all money. It is, and, absolutely, it is. And uh, you know, I'm sure GameStop managers get bonuses when their store beats goals, and so like that's why they push as hard because mm-hmm. they want their checks. I, I understand it. I'm not I'm not saying that um, you know I'm, I'm certainly not faulting the managers for playing the game. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, it it is it is it is. You know, kind of a shitty practice. So you didn't really have like you don't really have an early like physical pre order versus I'm, bonus memory. I I'm trying to the I'm having a hard time thinking of something like that. The um I mean I I picked up like a like I don't recall pre ordering really at all before uh, before like the the Xbox 360 era. Mm. You know I don't remember I don't remember what even, I'm trying to remember when even like pre order started to, like really become a thing. Um, and uh, I don't, you know, I don't remember if like pre-orders were as much of a, um, you know, as much of a pra- as 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 popular of a practice in like the original Xbox, PlayStation. They were, days. They, yeah, were. they were. Don't 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 quote me on this, mm-hmm. um, because I I mean I I I'm sure if we dug into this farther we could probably find out. I think, the trendsetter for this may have been Nintendo. Because hmm. the first pre-order bonus I ever remember being offered, and that I distinctly remember going, this is like I get this for like for free. <laughs> is I pre-ordered Wind Waker, and okay. with your all you had to do is pot, put five bucks down, and they gave it to me on the spot because nobody really knew about pre-ordering yet. It was not like I was like, so you, you mean I get this for free? It was a physical copy on a GameCube disc. Of Ocarina of Time. And Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask. Right? I remember that. Yeah. And that, to this day, I think if you look that game up online, it's like $80 yeah, for that disc. I still have it somewhere in storage. I have the box. Somebody stole my copy. Yeah. I, I what got, the... I, f- I, what a savage. We, that's a whole... I'm going <laughs> to... Some somebody somebody that was a former roommate uh, moved out unannounced, stole my GameCube and all my games. So, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah anywho um so i did i looked at him and i was just like i'm gonna give you five (laughs) dollars and i as we talked about last week i'm not a wind waker guy right i'm gonna give you five dollars and you're gonna give that to me for free he was like yes i was like do i have to pick it up when the game comes out no here you can take it i was like what if i don't complete the order well you lose the five bucks here, take my money. Yeah. You fool, you yeah. sucker. <laughs> That's the first time I ever remember seeing or hearing anything about a pre-order. Yeah. And, and then, in those days, pre-order bonuses were fucking good. Yeah. And that's, that's what, you, they got you on the comeback with the pre-order bonuses. A lot of that stuff was really good then. Goat, you remember having any sort of a physical pre-order bonus story from back in the day? Not really, I mean, no. I never really... <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never really been big on that stuff. Like, yeah. I, whatever. I, that and, and most of the stuff's like the limited edition and all this crap. And I'm like, no, I don't want any of that. I just want the game. When you got to remember, too, 
like people listening at home who may be under a certain age, like brick and mortar retail stores, they were still the lifeblood of, of media. Like you didn't, mm-hmm. not everything was so heavily digital the way it is now. So if you went into a place, if you remember early on with pre-orders, one of the big sells was you better pre-order it because if you don't show up to get it at midnight during the release, you're not going to get a copy for probably three or four weeks. Like it's going to be sold out. It's going to be gone. Do not expect to get a physical pressing of it. You're going to be sitting there waiting with your thumb up your butt while your friends are playing the game you want to be playing. That was part of the early reason why pre-orders took off Mm -hmm. until people woke up one day and went, wait a minute, like they're not going to run out of copies of Call of Duty. (laughs) You're lying. Maybe at that one store, but there's like eight other places I could drive to if I really needed to. And I would say 2007, 2008 was like the tipping point where you went, they're not going to run out of fucking copies. They've got digital stores set up now. That's not, don't be stupid. Yep. You know? Yep. And then, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I'm, I am not really able to, I I couldn't tell you at all. The first, like the first pre-order bonus I got, like Mm. whatever it was, it must, it must not have been memorable. You'll like this, John, because you're talking about people and all that, and all that, you know, you got to come at midnight and all that stuff. I've proven on second, my worst second shift. I'd get off work at 12, you know, right around midnight or like that. I'd shoot over to GameStop because they were open, and I'd just buy a copy off the shelf during the midnight release and never yeah. pre-ordered it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, but, uh, but so let's talk about the reasons why, you know, elaborate on the reasons why people pre-order and like talk, let's talk about the bonuses. Like, you know, they used to be better. They used to be physical, like, you know, really nicely made, you know, physical products of whether it was a figure or, um, you know, or or an entire a disc with two copies of two fantastic games on art, it. color like full color art books. Some of them were like mini books, but they were still hardcover, real like twenty yep. page yep. books. All the crap you get in your collector's editions now. Yeah, yeah, which are no longer pre order bonuses for the most part. Is yeah. now it's you know yes, but you can pre order the collector's edition, which costs yes, more money. Yes, yes, yes. And um, but uh, you know, so so there's there's the decline there in terms of quality and and. You know, uh, you know, just the uh, variety of kind of pre-order bonuses you get because now, like we mentioned before, it seems like it's a lot of digital stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, of varying degrees of worthfulness. You know, it's like so. You know, it's like sometimes it's just a skin. You know, it's like you can sh- your character wear a hat. You know, yeah. hooray. You know, or Weird. um, you know, or uh, you know, you know, when we go back and we look at like like Arkham Knight. You know, go- I, I, I can sum this up really well. The new pre-order bonuses are your codes on the receipt yeah or in your email one of the yeah. two yeah i can't i can't tell you how many times i've heard oh the codes on receipt yeah. mm-hmm. okay. but um you know it's like i think i think like the pre-order bonuses for the most part of like arkham knight is one of the examples of really bad because yes yeah. there, were, there were there were nice collector's editions not to mention the canceled one with the with the freaking batmobile but yeah. um you know uh, the I think Arkham Knight, in terms of the pre-order bonuses, not the collector's edition content, but specifically the pre-order bonuses, is like the epitome of what's wrong with the pre-order bonus system. Because not not only were I believe they were all digital and mostly all useless, um, they were also varying. Um, you know those uh, those Arkham episodes, like the Harley Quinn one or the uh, Scarecrow one, or uh, what was the third one, um, uh, or a third one that I can't remember right now. But different stores had different different Arkham episodes levels. Mm-hmm. Like some places did the Harley Quinn one. Some places did a, no, I'm sorry. This is, I'm, I'm confused. This is, it was PlayStation three got the Scarecrow one. It wasn't different yeah. stores. It was different platforms, which is an entirely, which is a related yeah, conversation. But, but there have been a lot of different yeah. things like that. And you're, I think you're starting to dip into 
maybe where and why pre-ordering is not is not what it used to be and has has earned such a bad reputation because started that GameStop was was exploiting pre-orders for their their own gain and then other retail outlets figured like we have to find a way to compete so they became exploitative in their practices and started doing shit that was like uh you know buy edge shaving gel five different scents of edge shaving gel and get five <laughs> different pairs of fucking pants in assassin's creed yeah. <laughs> fuck you yep you know well, that also turned into the exclusive pre-order bonuses. Right, yes. Yeah. We're like, this yeah. store has Robin's underwear, and but if you go over yeah, here, you can, get, you can get the breastplate for Batman. Or yep. Like, do you really think I'm going to drop extra pre-order money on all this shit? And if you do think I'm going to, then, I, then like, for people like me earlier on, like I was a completist. I wanted to finish everything yes. in a game there was to finish yes. until there could be no more, but so many games either make that hard or impossible, or it literally doesn't exist. There is no completionist in games anymore. So, I like I kind of lost my luster for it, and I didn't really want to do it anymore. Yeah. So, but between different stores having different content, like I, I believe I remember that Bioshock Infinite had that problem. Yeah. I, I remember looking at like a grid of like all the different bo- bonuses you could get on on the on the columns and then the rows with the different places you could pre-order. So you could pick which one you know had the ones that you wanted but there was no one place where you could get all of it yeah you know so there's 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 the store exclusivity like we're talking about and then like i accidentally stumbled into because i was i remembered it wrong there's a platform exclusivity like with different platforms having different pre-order bonuses especially with things that never even make it over to the other console and like you know with arkham knight you know the scarecrow thing has only ever been available on playstation but the other the harley quinn and the third one i just cannot remember for the life of me um have eventually come out as part of the season, as part of the season pass, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what the hell was the point of pre-ordering? I think, it's like, I think, I think Arkham I... Origins did something similar to yeah. that, where you got Azrael Batman mm-hmm. and Batman '66 skin, the Adam West skin, yeah, only for PlayStation Three at the time that it came out, and mm-hmm. I was pissed because I wanted, I love Azrael in in Batman, so I wanted that and I, I couldn't get it. But that's the other like the circumventing nefarious fucking thing that they've started doing is like. They've put time moratoriums on them, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, all of these things at all of these different stores that you have to fucking hunt around for hopefully will sucker people into giving us the extra money. And then in six months, we'll put it all in one bundle and sell it for like 10 bucks, you know, and put it on the e-store. You know what I mean? Or like the collector's edition. The, the, the complete edition crap. will come out later and that'll have all this stuff. Yeah, Mortal Kombat did some of yeah. that yeah. where there was... Well, we got the XL now. Yeah, well, the, the here's the... But I've, then I feel even worse for the poor bastards that paid for the extra content for this because what happened was they had the collector's edition that came with like the the very animated cartoony style scorpion and then they put that skin was only available that skin and i think one or two other versions of scorpion like the red not red sun the um russian version i don't remember what they called it um was in there too and you can only get those in that collector set they said and then of course later on you can get it in you know in other ways which is just sad for the people who bought like oh i can only get in the collector's edition so i'm gonna go on ebay and spend twenty dollars on just that one code because i can never get it anywhere else womp Womp. Mm-hmm. All it takes is for you to get burned once in pre-order land to stop doing that thing, and then they find a way to adapt it to fuck you again if you are if you're not careful to pay attention 
to not get stuck in that trap again. You're not kidding because you talking about going on eBay to look for codes to get it made me remember Red Hood. It was Red Hood was the, uh, the ah, Arkham episode right. that was a pre-order bonus somewhere else that was not the place where I got it from, which was the Harley Quinn one, which I think was everywhere. I think it was I think it was GameStop specifically only had the Red Hood. Everywhere you get, I think Harley Quinn came in the box. Yeah, it um, did. Yeah, and then Red Hood was a, a code, and then the PSD. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, no, I actually did go on eBay to see how much the Red Hood code was selling for. And then fortunately for me, it was a good time because it was like the next day or day after they announced it was coming out in the season pass, which I had already paid for. So fortunately, I didn't uh, you know, waste money there. There is yeah. a whole, like people don't realize, there's a whole collector's edition slash pre-order bonus black market yeah. on eBay. Uh, I know several people who, part- Ryan On is one of those people that parts out uh, collector's editions. He'll buy two of, of certain things. Uh, sometimes three. Like he'll keep one and never open it He'll open one and then he'll open one to part it out and sell it. Like really? he, he'll do that sometimes. Wow. Uh, I remember with like, uh, I think Witcher three, he he cracked open the spare he had just to sell the Gwent decks that were in it. The the card game that you play in the game itself. Oh, okay. There's a physical card game in the collector's edition, and he sold those things sell for a shitload online. Really? Yeah. Uh, relatively, I'm sure. Because yeah, they're I mean. only printed in the collector's edition. Wow. So yeah, I mean, there's a whole slew of people to do that kind of stuff, and it's you know, I mean, I've thought about doing it from time to time because I'll occasionally buy something that has like a value to it. But if I buy a collector's edition, I usually want what's in it if I'm yeah. willing to spend the extra money. So yeah, that is not a, um, yeah, that is not a practice that I've even considered before. Yeah. So then, like I said, there's you know, there's a lot of people who who don't ha- who who think that pre-orders are hurting the industry, and it seems like a lot of their arguments are that, um, um. Do you get? Do either of you guys have a handle on this? Because I personally don't. I, I don't follow their logic. Like I've had it explained to me, but I don't get where they're coming from. Goat. From what I understand, it's hurting the industry in quotations because then you're making the game uh, that's not uh, not a good game or something like that to the, the fact. Like you're giving money for you're, something. You're, you're like you're de incentivizing the developers to make a good game in some well, way. It's twofold. Okay. So right one. Let's say that there's a percentage of people who put down their 10 bucks or whatever and then just never come back. You just you just lose your money. You have the receipt. You can bring it back at any time. But are you really going to pay Unless the company closes. to pick up a pre-order <laughs> from GameStop a year after you, you put the money down? You could. You can. You can, yeah, I mean, you and know, GameStop, I believe, lets you take that money and apply it to whatever you want. Yeah. Just because you put it down on a copy of Call of Duty you can, 18. You can change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can change it. So, but the thing is, is let's say you just never come back. They got that 10 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And that money's, that money's gone, right? Well, so you're just, you're I, giving, I think gone is the wrong word because it's credit that you have with the, yeah, with the company. But, but a substantial amount of people never come back and capitalize on that credit they placed, but the credit has still been paid, right? So part of why game developers are say it's twofold. So there's, there's a perspective here of the developers and a perspective of the consumers, right? Mm-hmm. The consumers hold the developers responsible because the developers, on top of what some of the retailers were doing, we talked about their nefarious practices, the developers started doing nefarious shit. Like, that's where on-disc locked DLC came from because developers said, well, enough people are pre-ordering the game. Like, if we don't guarantee them certain bits of content, if we just don't talk about what's going to come with the game, we can just kind of lock it on the disc and then release the content and pay it, part it out, and you can pay for it a bit at a time, which was a practice for a while that people were like, no, 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 which would not have been a noticeable thing had... 
people on in PC games not gotten a hold of stuff and went through you know a lot of the game's code and 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 found shit in there that showed that it was on the disc it was just locked by like a like a 10 kilobyte <laughs> right. bit of nope yep so uh, <laughs> i'm so, sorry that's one of my new favorite phrases now yeah a 10 kilobyte bit of nope <laughs> that's it that's it so i mean oh. it, it just that kind of stuff started happening and it gave the developers a bad reputation and that's where on disc locked dlc came from the habit of it because they realized so many people were pre-ordering games like call of duty and and uh just big big the first party titles that that it became a bad habit. Well, okay, so so, but the the retailers make money on it too because of all this like shop here bonuses here thing. They, you know, we want the biggest thing because you don't you don't think that the you don't think the developers aren't making money on on the incentives that they're selling to Target and Best Buy and GameStop. I'm guaranteed hmm. this item. You got to pay for that item, right? You know. So so a couple things just to make sure we don't we don't fall down too too deep of a ra- of a, into a rat's nest here. So so the the, the the DLC conversation and the yeah. on disc lock content and all yeah. that is is kind of a whole different ball. It of is, wax. but it's all born of pre ordering. That's where it came from. Well, um, I might debate you on that, but on a different episode. Mm, sure. <laughs> um, the you know it's it, but it's, it seems like some of the arguments that I've heard in terms of how um of how pre ordering is in the industry is it it is it seems like. The I think it more comes down to it's more related to the conversation that we frequently have about games coming out unfinished, yeah. and so it's 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 not about you know it's less about you know them adding stuff or unlocking stuff that already is finished later. It's more mm-hmm. about the game coming out missing pieces or being buggy or whatever. Yeah, and it's it seems like some people are under the impression that when you when you pre-order a game, you know the developer gets all this money and they say, oh, you know we we've already pre-ordered like you know you know Call of Duty eighteen has already pre-ordered three million units. We could put out garbage it doesn't matter we've already got our three million three million sales well yes but that's why i do what i do like i'm pre-ordering for the sake of convenience and and saving myself money and if you know if a game comes out and it's rated like crap because it's it's buggy or whatever i mean like we knew that street that the newest street fighter was crap like the day it came out yeah you know like if i was of the uh, you know of the inclination to have pre-ordered street fighter that would have been a clear like Nope. I'll just send nope. that right send that right back before I break the seal. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, you know, it's I don't know because especially because when you pre-order, very rarely do you pay for the game up front. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. just just because you have like three million pre- because John exactly like you said when people pre-order something, they, whether or not they put down anything for the. You know, if they don't put down anything, like the pre-order is meaningless. Sure, is because they could they could decide not to get it later. And even if they do put down something, that money is not in the developer's hands. That's in games. That, that that's in the store that you gave the deposit to's hands. Sure, like sure, that that money doesn't make it to the developer until yeah. you actually buy the game when it comes out. Sure, sure. So I don't know. I I I, I understand it to a point, but I don't know. I just I the I kind of pre-ordering you're doing though is not bad for the industry. It's okay. kind of that's kind of the new that's kind of the new and adjusted concept of pre-ordering which is you get you get a discount on the game. That's a good incentive for pre-ordering. Like we've kind of transcended the age of stuff where like gamers have so much plastic shit <laughs> yeah. laying around the house from rhythm games and peripherals and move controllers and Wiimotes and goddamn drum kits. There's so much <laughs> crap laying around everywhere that we don't want stuff anymore. We got yeah. plenty of stuff. So a discount of twenty percent off a game for prudering, there's a much better way to go now, I think. Yeah. Go, you got thoughts? Maybe you forgot skateboards. 
Skate, oh, skateboards, that's right. <laughs> For like the 10 of us that bought them. <clears throat> um, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I mean, do you, how much or little, like on a scale of 1 to 10, I mean, like, I, I feel that as long as you are pre-ordering correctly, or at least, you know, well, I won't say correctly, but as long as you're pre-ordering in the responsibly. That, well, I mean, even still, like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to slap that label on myself. Sure, I'm just sure. saying, like, if you're pre-ordering in the fashion that I am, I don't feel like that does is doing any damage to the industry at sure. all. Sure. Um, like, we're, we're, like on a scale of one to ten, like, where are you guys? Like, you know, pre-ordering doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt a thing. Doesn't matter. Versus, like, it's killing the industry. Yada yada. Where I think it has been and was very bad for a while. But I think that what you're talking about is better for the industry than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. But I am also largely of the opinion that pre-ordering is just becoming irrelevant. It doesn't matter anymore, and that's why they're making twenty percent off programs. At discount programs for pre-ordering because nobody needs to do it anymore. At this point, with the advent of things like Steam or even how frequently they do sales on on Xbox Live or even the games with gold and and you know free games every month you get on PSN and and you know with PlayStation Plus and everything like you can we have a backlog of free games we get <laughs> just for subscribing to those services that yep. we never fucking play. Yeah. And I can tell you, remember we joked around about how long how long it would take me to get through my Steam library. Mm-hmm. I have so many games now. I've stopped pre ordering because I I'm never out of things to play. I will never be out of things to play for the rest of my life. So sure. to me, pre ordering has been rendered irrelevant by the digital age. Yeah, personally, because the the because the, the the supply issue is no longer yeah. an issue. No, yeah. not ever. If that were still the case, that would say that would be a factor, but no. I don't think it's hurting the industry anymore, and I don't think it's relevant. It doesn't, it's not on my radar anymore. It doesn't matter to me. Go. I, same thing. I don't really care. I mean, is it, yeah, you never pre ordered much to begin with. No, but like, you sound like your pre order experience with Rocket League was more of to, like, oh, I, I want to remember. Yeah, that I was I, like, oh, I gotta, yeah. I'm going to buy this anyways. I'll just buy it now. So then at midnight, it's on my system moving on with my life. Like, it's, it's more a convenience thing, and like, I just. I don't. I don't give a shit anymore. I really don't. Like John said, there's millions and millions of things to play on, on sale. Yeah. And it's. I've really gotten to this. This new digital age is. If I want to find it, I can. If I don't, it doesn't exist, and I move on with my life. Yep. So, like, if I want to go buy Fallout Four, amazingly, it's in the store <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. never have a hard yep. time. I, yeah. I pre-ordered Fallout Four from Best Buy because I got twenty. 20- 20% off and a free pair of socks and mm. I have worn the socks more than I've played the game so <laughs> there you go but then, but then like with a game like that by the time I get around to it it's already 20% off on the shelf anyway it's just that's, it's that's one of those things thing. that's true. that I think is going to get lost in the annals of game evolution gaming evolution the annals what? Is, I, I said annals sir <laughs> as an analytic no I'm pretty sure it's going to um, get shoved up their ass yes that's what you're yes, saying yes it's an analgesic <laughs> The the uh, no the in, in the history of gaming. Oh, God damn it! Like, can we just put this behind us? <laughs> I'm done. I think. I'm that's sorry it. for being an ass. That's why. That's why I don't do two shows a night anymore. I don't. Uh, I don't do. Let's get this um, movement going. Let's get this movement going. Is that what you just said? Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to offer you my weekly apology now. <laughs> For our dad joke like rampage that happens on the show, actually, I'm not sorry at all. There's there's plenty more where that came from. Um, 
I think it's there's a couple of things that are going to get left behind as gaming evolves. <laughs> <laughs> That was on purpose, right? Okay. I think that it wasn't. I was trying to be serious. I, I couldn't have been any less like, you know, if I had said like if the, the things that are going to be shit out behind in the world of gaming. No, things that are going to change and eventually become irrelevant to the point where you guys can't make a poop joke about them. Um, so they're going to fall out the back door? Moving on! Oh, moving on! Oh, sorry. Um... Pre-ordering is one of those things. Midnight releases have already pretty much gone away. Like, nobody really does them anymore. No, because it downloads and, your system at midnight. And the third thing is uh, people who go see uh, movies at midnight, in most cases. Those are, like, things that all were around that same time, and people just seem to not care about them anymore. The movies, I think, are different because there's a, just a big spoiler issue there with yeah, not seeing sure, something, like, sure. as soon as you possibly can. Yeah, but, but it used to be yeah. less about spoilers and more about, like, let's have a party yeah, with, yeah, yeah. like, like-minded geeks and nerds. Whee! Yep. And now it's not like that anymore, and it's sad. That's true. Anyways, though. But going forward with pre-orders, um, do you guys think that it's going to keep on going more of the less free crap and more just discounts? Route? I hope so. Do you, think that's, do you think that's where we're going here? Yeah, I hope so. I honestly think it's going to be... Charlie and I are doing more convenience. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to buy this game anyways. I'll do it now so I don't forget. I think and a lot of it's going to change because of companies like Ubisoft. They just, they're not putting out an Assassin's Creed this year. There's a few places not doing annualized series like they normally do. Uh, there's going to be no, I think, Battlefield series this coming year. There's a bunch of things that are doing that. And those were some of the ones that were the worst about, like, buy this here at the store, buy the Edge Shave Gel, buy the, you know, like, hopefully they got the clue that that was kind of gross and maybe they'll be more responsible about it if they're going to keep doing pre-orders yep. and if you're going to do that just get K&Y as your sponsor <laughs> and be honest with us but honestly I think like the biggest thing that's going to kill pre-orders and all the crap is the fact that you pay $80 for the collector's edition which is all the crap you would have pre-ordered anyways hmm. if the crap is good crap I'll be glad to have it you know what I mean yeah. like yep yeah, I'm no. still tempted to, to 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 find a Titanfall collector's edition just for that the statue, stupid oh, that'd statue. Be awesome. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have that, John. I don't. I learned my mistake from my mistakes. He I does. took my I took my lumps in the uh, his statue is growing in in the, in the Steel Battalion era. I took my yeah. lumps. Yeah, I got all the big robot shit. I'm gonna get. All right. Well, I think that covers uh, pretty much every aspect of pre-orders. Mm. Um, let's uh, let's move on. And uh, see what you guys had to say on the matter. So for this week for the mailbag, uh, guess what? <laughs> I've been uh, you as I've mentioned, I've been busy, and uh, it completely dawned on us a little bit earlier. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa. You're not taking this burden alone. Uh, full disclosure: <laughs> an hour before the show, we all went shit. <laughs> no one even noticed. Yep. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, uh, no mailbag was posted on social media. Uh, of course, we did mention it in the show last week. Uh, we asked you guys what you think of pre-order games. And, um, it gave you no the, medium uh, other than the email to do it in. Yeah, so, so, so apparently nobody listened to the episode. There was a mailbag. The two-headed pony con monster ate it. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's not going to be a completely empty segment because, uh, well, we have some voicemails. I'm very excited. Yay! Um, from our one and only Mr. Matt. Elfring. Listen, listen, open, open your ears and your minds. Uh, this is Matt Elfring, uh, editor of a 
entertainment structure the game spot that everybody hates. <laughs> actually, I don't think everybody hates me. Whatever. Uh, but uh, I'm really actually uh, still working at Activision. I just want to let you guys know that. Uh-oh. Well, Bump and Jump Next Gen was going really, really well. Another cancellation? Uh, there, there's been a few, a few problems. Um, you ever like make a phone call? And you're like, I got it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna make a phone call, and then you have no idea where it's going. Like, that's why I, I am so tired. <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. This is what happens when you take like two months, three months off from calling to harass you guys. Hey, okay. if you're gonna go to the C2, let's hang out at C2E2. I'll be there all weekend. Let's hang out, guys. Uh, I'll be the guy taking cosplay pictures because that's my job this time. And that's gonna be fun and also super creepy because there's lots of dudes that take cosplay pictures and they're just like gross. They haven't showered and they and they just creepily. <laughs> Just like your picture, and they just take boob pictures. So I even appreciate the whole costume. Like, what do you do with those pictures? Like, when I take costume pictures, I have to like put them just for work. Like, so I feel weird about it, but I guess work. I'm being paid to do it, so I just put it online. Like, these guys take like hundreds of pictures, and it's only of the chicks. Never, never the dudes. You do some good costumes too, but I mean, obviously, when pictures pictures of women, because you know, it's not because they appreciate the costume, but. And what are you doing? Like, I'm saying, what do you do when you when you take those pictures? Like, when you have them, what do you do with them? Like, I know, I know what what's probably going on <laughs> with those pictures that these dudes are taking. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I'll be at C2E2 uh, <laughs> all weekend, Thursday through. I think I'm leaving early on Sunday or Friday. I don't even know when I get in. <laughs> I'm not sure. I gotta check my thing. Uh, hang out with me in LA at WonderCon, and then I'll be in Seattle for two weeks. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this, but you're, you guys don't care. You don't care. I'm asking, like, you three, like, if you're at C2E2, let's hang out. Like, you get to see me in a suit and tie, because I'm proud of oh, my class, not, not some... People that get classes in cosplay to do interviews are the worst. I just want to point that out. There's this one dude who I see, like, dresses Kronos at every convention on the West Coast, and he does, like, these big like, interviews with television shows for, like, ABC and other major networks, and he's always in cosplay. Always. He's also not, like, I don't like his interviews. <laughs> oh, this is the point in which our uh, our voicemail service cut Matt off, uh, and, and he called back to finish his thought. <laughs> and I'm so glad that he did. So let's play the next part of that voicemail. Hey, I wasn't I wasn't done talking and it cut me off. Um, this is part two, by the way. And I know, like, Charlie says, like, hey, keep it short and sweet. But I haven't done any, like, I haven't called it on the show for a while. So, like, this is just kind of, like, taking away from that That's collective right. time that Damn I have, sure. right? This, the collective time I have on the podcast, I do not run. Uh, check out Animal's promo, my podcast about wrestling. <laughs> anyway, uh, and Comic Ryan podcast and Supermassive podcast. I, not a bunch of podcasts, I guess. Anyway, this kid... As Chrono, like when he, he the kid is Chronos, dressed up as Chronos, cosplay interviewing people. I see him all the time. He's been a barbarian a couple times too. He's very uh, squirrely. It's the best way to describe him. Uh, so like when we all ask celebrities questions, you're asking like questions to try to get information that will be valuable to your users, like the people that come to your site. Um, 
and he really just like, hey, what's your favorite type of mustard? They like, if you were on a strand, it like, uh, okay, I get it. Those are mildly interesting, but like, yeah. <laughs> Entertainment Weekly isn't going gaga over what kind of mustard Bruce Campbell likes on his hot dog. You know, <laughs> don't be a cosplayer and do interviews. <laughs> like, I know, like in theory, it seems like a lot of fun and really cool, but it's just so weird. I don't know. There was this guy dressed as uh, Hellblazer doing interviews with DC, and I liked him a lot, like because he actually asked like intelligent questions, and you can get away with being Constantine, like because you're just in a suit. It looks great. I think that's about all I had to say. I don't know why I called back to say it again. I don't even know why I'm still talking. I'm wasting time. If you guys put this on the show, I will be so amazed because this is uh, this is gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I miss you guys. I haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, let's go to Galping Ghost together. Uh, this is Matt Offering from Activision. <laughs> Not really from Activision, guys. <laughs> uh, Alright, bye-bye. Matt, we missed you. Um, so here, Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> that was complete and total verbal diarrhea. But um, we miss you so much. That's why we're leaving it in the show. And also because I find the, uh, the the irony beautiful that you're complaining about people talking about things that are not at all relevant to their source medium as you're talking about cosplaying and Comic-Cons on a video game podcast show. It's amazing. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's awesome. Like he did it. talk about Bump and Jump Next Gen, which yes, sounds yes, to yes. be canceled, sadly. Three things, Matt. One, you sound really tired. Go to sleep, sir. Uh, two, we uh, if we can make it to C2E2, we should definitely do that. And since you're there cosplay, uh, doing cosplay photography, that works out well because we will be cosplaying as the hosts of Gamerhead Radio. That's true. And three, fucking Galloping Ghost to the max. Also, dude, we got to tell you, we went to Tokens and Tankards, and they have a bump and jump arcade cabinet there, so we need to all go and get a group photo there and rub our faces on that thing. Be yes. good. Yes. Welcome yes. back, Matt. It's been a while, man. Agreed. And uh, the other unfortunate uh, aspect of uh, our, our recording this week is uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. John here is uh, normally record on Sundays, and uh, John is going to be um, out of the state? I will be in Carbondale, da- Carbondale, <laughs> Carbondale, Illinois. No, that's, that's how the locals say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so we are also recording this a day early, and um, we we typically get the the most wonderful songbirds emails, um, uh, like pretty much right before we normally record on Sunday night, yeah. and uh, we did we did make a uh, very very late last minute attempt to to reach out to her and you know just say hey, um, just you know we totally forgot to tell everybody we were recording early this week, and um, so just FYI, but um, she has not responded, so we're presuming she has not seen that. Sorry about that, Songbird. Um, that's my fault. Completely and totally, uh, it's all our we, faults. We, we're we, all. We, yeah. we dropped the ball, and this is the verbal diarrhea you get from it. Yes. So um, so so that, ladies and gentlemen, is the extent of our mailbag section this week. That's it. We <clears throat> thank you, Matt. Um. Yes. Thank you, Matt. Otherwise, uh, I don't know, well, we would have. It would have been less interesting, uh, to be to be sure. But uh, but yeah. So um, Lewis County. Yes. Um, so so uh, so so for us coming up, um, if you if you have not been paying attention at all, you may not have heard that I am running a My Little Pony convention, um, April first to third at uh, at the Hyatt Regency Schaumburg in Schaumburg, uh, at right this point across. It sounds like the Pony Con is running you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes. Uh, maybe to, to be clear, a lot of this I'm doing to myself because I choose to. Like, I, I don't labor love. Yes. I mean, I don't have to put the amount of time and detail into the website that I am, but I choose to because I, I believe it creates a better experience for everybody. Great. Um, I, I I could not have you know 
artists making wonderful art for the book and like having to work with them and, and do all that. Uh, we could not have any art in the book. I mean, that's entirely possible, but uh, I feel like that would not be as good. And uh, uh, I am something of a perfectionist. And so, yeah, so so a lot of it I do to myself. The fact that I agree to do it at all in the first place is me doing it to myself, you know, just to begin with. But um, the extra effort is mine as well. But uh, but yeah, no, it's um, it'll all pay off. Absolutely. So all of us will be there pretty much... Um, if if you're friends with us in in in, in meet space, um, you know the uh, a lot of the the people that we are friends with will also be there. Um, I have the entirety of V is for villains on staff there. I mean, for it's one thing, true. So, it's true. Um, and their subsidiaries. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes. Um, I yeah, lots of people gonna be gonna mm-hmm. be there. So, uh, um, yeah, I, I can't say it enough times. Uh, y- y- you don't have to have ever seen an episode of My Little Pony. You could all think that that bronies are just freaking weirdos. I don't care. Um, Come on out and hang out with me because we'll be in good company. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 you know it's it's uh, you know. It's, I don't care who you are. I have yet to meet somebody or read an article of like 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 random strangers' first impression with bronies who hasn't come away saying like those are the nicest freaking people I have ever met. Like they're they're just happy and positive and and I know goat. This is hard for you to understand, but <laughs> um, it's uh, it is it is just liquid happiness in that place. That came across wrong. That came out wrong. It did oh. <laughs> not getting better uh nope 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 it is um wow wow i <laughs> uh i'm just gonna leave it um so yeah, yeah so um um yes please come out. Are, uh, pre-orders at the rear ponies at the front this is our show <laughs> <laughs> uh, struck me speechless leaving it leaving it all um so speaking um, of pre-orders <laughs> yeah yeah um so yes Winnie City PonyCon, Hyde uh, Regency Schaumburg, April 1st through 3rd. Um, we are in Groupon right now for this week. And so, um, you know, if you want, you, know, you can certainly, uh, uh, that's, that's, that, that, that is the cheapest way to buy weekend passes. It's um, uh, two weekend passes for uh, $69, which is a um, $110 value uh, compared to the, at the door price. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, gentlemen, you guys have anything other that you want to talk about? Mad Monster, Charlotte, North Carolina. For anybody who may be listening out there in North Carolina, VS Villains is playing there at the end of the month. This is a big convention. If you check out the guest list, it's impressive. Um, it's going to be a big show for us. We played it last year. Had a great time. Looking to do the same again. Um, but that's uh, that's going to be our last con, I think, until uh, May. I don't think we got anything coming up in April. So come out. Join us. Join us. Goat, anything new and interesting in your world? No, it's all been covered. Alvin, yep, yep, yep. Um, well, then, between you two, I'm basically proxy to everything you guys just said. We are <laughs> one big happy family. It's true. true. It's very true. Uh, so yeah, um, so because I haven't had a chance to take it down, the listener survey is still up, and so you do have the opportunity to uh, to do that if you so uh, so desire. Um, you can check in and tell us how much you hate it when we forget to post a mailbag question. Um, Survey.gamerheadradio.com. Um, yeah, we appreciate your feedback, and we do take it into consideration. Um, <clears throat> Gamerhead will be recording live at Winnie City PonyCon on Friday night, uh, I believe at eight o'clock. Um, yep, eight p.m. till nine thirty ish, or you know, whenever we uh, whenever we wrap it up there, and whenever then, the uh, the chairs kick us off the stage. Yes, it's gonna be good. Um, and immediately following us is a um, is a uh, basically a mixology class and um, about uh, you know different kind of drinks and uh, it will be you know pony themed drinks. You know, alcohol is alcohol, so yay! Um, and uh, there will be karaoke going on at the same time. So there, there's there's plenty of stuff to do. Um, 
And uh, yes, what? Go, Drink, but, drinking and karaoke. That was okay. That should be interesting. Ideally, what you should do is watch our show, <laughs> then get a drink at the mixology class, and then go sing karaoke. Oh, game plan. Yep. Sounds All good. with us. Yes. Yes. yes exactly. Yes. Um, and uh, and also, um, we, we, we do have uh, shirts and other uh, merchandise available on our website and on our Facebook page. Just look for that little store button. And, um, yeah. So, for the mailbag this coming week, um, we're going to ask the question, do you think with Epic Games and Microsoft going back and forth talking about how the PC is, is changing as a landscape and Microsoft possibly trying to come in there and wrestle grasp, now that you've heard during uh, the show for the last couple weeks, our take on it. Do you think that Microsoft is trying to get their foot into the door of the PC community so that they can overtake it and then and then get a, a, a firm grasp on it, um, or do you think that uh, they're they're uh, they're just trying to make some cross platform accessibility, um, you know, for their players between PC and Xbox One games now that Windows 10 is a kind of a unified platform? Okay, and that's uh, so that that's our going to be our topic of conversation and mailbag for next week. And um, so, aside from all that, if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter, at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T.E.K. Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, and John is at The Fallon Flynn. Uh, you can call and leave us a voicemail like Mr. Elfring did at uh, 949-26-GAMER, or uh, write us an email at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. Download the official GamerHead Radio app on Google Play, on Android platforms, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice, as well as uh, TuneIn Radio and like lots and lots of other platforms out there. If you find a platform that we are not on, please tell us. We can fix that. Um, the, only, the only one that I know for sure that we are not on because we can't be because they go through like a, a curator for their content is Spotify. Spotify is doing podcasts now. I look into it and um you have to be like with like a network or whatever to get on spotify so uh we're not there because um, they're not doing the independent folks as far as i could tell but uh, mm. aside from that uh, we will be on google play podcast as soon as that goes live which it seems like is imminent but uh, but yeah ever ever we can be um thank you very much for listening this has been yet another short but sweet episode of gamerhead radio Have whooping cranes in your backyard, you may want to call somebody. <laughs> like for pyro, like, like the yeah. for pyro's sake. Yeah. yeah, just throw the dog at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Puppy missile. That would be a bitch and punk band name. Puppy missile. We are puppy missile. <laughs> um, all right. Puppy monkey baby. Puppy. Oh, no, I had forgotten, and you brought it back. How dare you? Good God, that's. I'm sad now. Okay. <laughs>